Welcome back to another episode of Keybinds, the official podcast of Trample Gaming. And it's been a week, hasn't it? It's been a lot of things going on. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get right into it very soon, but we have to let you know right up front, Extra Life is going down this weekend. That's right. This Saturday, we are going to be streaming games all day on the Trample Gaming channel. Of course, you can check out uh, all the streams. It's going to be on trample.gg streams. And then if you want to help us out with Extra Life, join the team or just hang out with us, see how we're doing on our goals. Just head on over to el.trample.gg, and that is our link for Extra Life. All right, so we're going to dive right in. We're talking about Twitch announcing a virtual Twitch con, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're also going to cover Gabe Newell apparently sending a gnome into space for charity. Doesn't get better than that. Also got the Biden-Harris campaign now getting involved with Fortnite. Just seems kind of uh, crazy to me. We talked about politics coming into the gaming space, and of course, this kind of continues that trend and then we're also going to be covering league of legends the first like solo game that's right they're they're coming out with an rpg that's going to be available in early 2021 so we're going to cover a little bit about that the trailer dropped this week so we'll be diving in to all of these stories and also of course what we're listening to what we're watching and what we're playing so i've got pinch with me i've got sarah with me let's go ahead and dive right in twitch is announcing a virtual twitch con next week what do y'all think about this it's good because Twitch is all about being a digital community in the first place. So it really makes a lot of sense to have TwitchCon be digital. I, I like the idea of, you know, people going from all over the country or all over the world, meeting up in a convention, you know, meeting your favorite streamers and whatnot. But at the same time, you we can't really do that, in, you know, in our current environment. So I think it's a good idea. It's a good move. I agree. I totally agree with you. I think that... And by the way, they're rebranding it. It's not TwitchCon. It's going to be called GlitchCon. And they just dropped an ad on Twitter. And this was yesterday, or I guess I should say Monday. And just said an important announcement from Twitch. Numerous glitches have been observed on Twitch. It says, yes, basically a portal to another dimension. So you can watch it, uh, of course, on Twitter. But GlitchCon is going to be going down 11-14-2020. I think it makes sense moving online. I wonder how many more of these we're going to see continue to pop up. Obviously, we missed a lot of the cons over this past year, all of them, really. Uh, so how long is this trend going to continue for? We'll just have to see. But it is good to see that Twitch is, is moving on with their normal, uh, you know, yearly con, even if it is online. Yeah, there weren't a lot of details, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. Like, I, I hope it's not like another Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty tired of those. I think we'll one see. of the one of the things that's always interesting about TwitchCon is that it's you know open for everybody. So you've got really large content creators, you've got really small content creators, everybody in between. So I think that bringing it online, how does that change the dynamic for networking with other you know not only people who stream on Twitch but also people who are just fans of content on Twitch and like going to cons so uh, I, I don't know how they're how they're gonna you know replicate that experience because it is such a unique one i would argue i've wanted to go to TwitchCon for a number of years i haven't had a chance to go uh so i guess we're gonna have to wait another year before we'll get another chance to to fly out there but yeah i think that if it's done correctly <laughs> i agree sir if it's not done like a zoom call this could certainly be a, a 
a pretty cool thing if they can figure out kind of the best way to to do it. All right, so we're going to move on to Gabe Newell sending a gnome to space. Now, I know we have a lot of younger listeners, which makes sense. So all of this goes back to a joke that was in Half-Life 2 Episode 2. So if you have not played any of the Half-Life games, the classic Half-Life games, this might be kind of a little strange or seem a little bizarre. But basically what they're doing is uh, they're they're launching a gnome into space with a company called Rocket Lab. And that's going to be going down mid-November so you can check all of it out, obviously, online. Rocket Lab has it on their website. And their website is rocketlabusa.com if you want to check it out. And uh, just go under the Next Missions tab, and you'll see it. There's a uh, whole kind of flight plan for it. There's a 14-day launch window. I mean, it's a, it's a serious thing, right? So you can read all about it if you're if you're more interested but basically what's going on is that Gabe Newell is deciding to help out a pediatric intensive care unit at Starship Children's Hospital in New Zealand so every viewer who watches a satellite launch um, I guess live on on stream and anybody who watches the online recording within 24 hours of the launch so kind of anybody can can get involved with this so if there are a ton of people who are watching the launch of this gnome into space you're going to be helping to raise a lot of money for a children's hospital which is pretty cool so again go check it out rocketlabusa.com that's really awesome yeah i feel like that's just one of those things that we need right now like one of those feel-good stories right i'm excited that sounds fun it's super cool man like we we talk about we talk about doing extra life every year and you know giving back to our our communities and our our children's hospitals but this literally takes it to another level it's so cool right it it is neat and you know the verge has a great article on their site about specifically what's going on with with this launch it is so funny i mean it's kind of like a throwback if you will to the old you know gnome kind of roaming all over the place all over the world and uh, even on the the verge article they've got the youtube video for the travelocity roaming gnome but of course the the gnome's name is gnome chomsky right so this has been a, a meme for a long time again if you're kind of in on the joke from half-life 2 episode 2 which again maybe again some of our younger listeners have never played these games they would have no idea what in the world we're talking about but but either way kind of hilarious go check it out go support starship children's hospital it's an awesome cause and uh should be kind of fun i've actually i did see a space shuttle get launched so that was cool live in person many years ago uh so that, that was a cool experience so i'm sure watching the live stream is going to be fun and again you're supporting a good cause all right, we're going to move on to politics and gaming. This seems to be a recurring theme for us, but the Biden-Harris campaign, they're making some Fortnite moves, okay? I can't believe I'm saying these words together to come up with a sentence that is saying that, uh, yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have put together uh, an entire island or map, I guess, an entire map and uh, six Biden-Harris-themed challenges in Fortnite. So I'll just read the challenges real quick. So apparently you have to help build a new research facility uh, at Champs Construction Site. Uh, you have to install three Scranton Towers, which are literally, it says, help install these new 5G broadband towers to ensure every American has access to broadband. That's hilarious. Is, right? I, 
I love it. That's fine, but that's just that's just just insane to me, right? Uh, restore the Aviator River. Uh, so race to collect industrial waste and restore the river. That's awesome. Visit Joe's famous ice cream shop. Help make Major's auto factory run clean, and then com- complete Kamala's sneaker run. Which is, I guess, there's find all ten of Kamala's sneakers around the city. Now, of course, the the article is on Mashable, so go check that out. But if you want to like actually watch and you know see some of the uh, uh, see some of the screen caps of where things are and what's going on, but I, I'm just uh, <laughs> this is so interesting that we're seeing again, you know, the campaign get involved with uh, you know in the gaming space. They're they're really making a concerted effort to target people who are playing games specifically online multiplayer games and things like you know Fortnite which is totally you know okay there's there's nothing you know objectionable content wise in my mind having something like you know doing something like this uh so i i, I don't know again is this the future are we going to see more of this what do y'all think about it i think it's great because it focuses on younger people who may not understand voting right now like or maybe are like undecided or maybe they're too young and they want to learn more of politics because the future affects them. We talked about it last week or the week before, I don't remember, um, about Biden-Harris getting into Animal Crossing, which is super right, smart right? because there's a lot of really casual gamers who play Animal Crossing. It's one of those games where you could pick it up and play for 15 minutes or eight hours and then put it back down if you have the willpower to put it back down. Fortnite is really specific, right? Because when it launched initially, it was targeted towards the, you know, 16 to 22 year old. So it's really, it's really smart to get into that sphere now where, yes, you have a lot of younger kids who are playing uh, the game, but you also still have a lot of older, uh, the older generation of gamers, like I say older, quote unquote, like 22 to 26 year old kids. Um, Right. And I still call them kids because I'm 100, okay? I'm 100 years old. (laughs) The 22 to 25-year-old demographic, right? Where a lot of them may or may not have a political view. And it really does help get their messages across. Yeah, I think you're, you're totally right. Especially with that targeted approach. Especially with what the demographic is for people who are going to play games like Fortnite. And again, it's something that they can keep on brand. They can keep the messaging that's going to be tailored to to that audience. We've seen Fortnite in the past do incredible things as far as uh, in-game events, such as the concert with Travis Scott, Marshmallow, and other things that they've experimented with. So they clearly have gone down this path before of adding content that seems semi-wacky. But don't forget the partnering with with Marvel and Infinity War with the Gauntlet and all of the Marvel skins that are in the game now as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a great point. I mean, they do a lot of crossover stuff. Epic is known for for that, especially with Fortnite. So I think that them getting involved and having this kind of Biden-Harris thing on there in Fortnite just kind of makes sense. It just kind of makes sense to me. And everything we've talked about, AOC streaming, I mean, there was even a, a sponsored stream. Joey was telling us about this evening that uh, Brooke AB did a sponsored stream for the Biden-Harris campaign. So there, there is a real, again, concerted effort to target folks that are in that early 20s demographic 
demographic. Maybe this is their first time voting in, ele- in an election and they want to make sure that they're reaching those folks. So this is certainly something that I expect will will continue moving forward. You know, it's really interesting. I was thinking about it. The Biden-Harris campaign has targeted the the gamers, right? All of the gamers. Yeah. Do we have any idea if if the Trump campaign has done anything similar? Because I I would assume that like if if the Biden-Harris campaign reaches out in this way that the Trump campaign would do something similar as sort of a counteraction. I will say I was on YouTube today and pretty much as soon as I hit the front page, it was some kind of sponsored Trump video from his YouTube or the White House YouTube or something like that. Yeah, and I I think their tactic has been to sort of not target specific niches or demos. It's it's more, I mean, everybody uses YouTube, just spend a really big pile of money on basic YouTube pre-roll advertisements or display advertisements, you know, whatever they're doing in, in YouTube and obviously cool. across Google's platform. And I think they already have, like, I think they only focus on their supporters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like they, like, branch out necessarily. You know, maybe it's just because my browser knows me, but I don't see anything on Reddit. Like, I'm literally looking at a Joe Biden ad on Reddit right now. It's the second post on my feed. You know, I don't ever see anything Trump, even though I like read things on both sides, you know, just to kind of have an idea of what's going on. So yeah, I think I think they definitely just pander to their supporters, which means I think the the other side may have an advantage because they're branching out in different ways that the other side may not think about. I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know, not pandering to outside their targeted demographics, because they do have Facebook. I feel like Facebook is very much made it a point that they're not necessarily not stopping them, but they're also not not stopping them. <laughs> you know? Uh, if, if you give me a second, I think there was a story recently about how the Biden campaign was like not wanting to advertise on Facebook anymore because, what was it? I feel like the Facebook algorithms are just already broken in general. Yeah. Oh, oh, Facebook uh, charged Biden a higher price than Trump for campaign ads. That's what it was. So like, why? (laughs) I think the whole takeaway is is that, A, we're going to continue to see this kind of concerted effort, both with gaming content, like actual in-game content, as well as sponsored streams, all different approaches to try and tap into, you know, the younger demographic that is in the United States. And number two, I think it's only going to continue to get more creative because we've already seen Animal Crossing, Fortnite, streams of Among Us. I, 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 where do we go from here? What What is the next logical step? I, I guess we're just going to have to wait and find out. But either way, it's fascinating that budgets in the past for campaigns would have been spent solely on print advertisements, you know, television advertisements. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and we just don't see that anymore. We see YouTube, we see Facebook, and now even obviously Twitch and, and into the gaming sphere. So it's not something that's going to go away and, and expect it to, to continue to grow over the next four years. I think I think that when we were younger, when we were children, we knew that the internet was going to be the way of the future, right? Yeah, um, I would say that's true. I talk about it all the time. Like when when we grew up, we grew up with the internet, 
but without all the distractions that the following generation has, which is really, True. which is really fascinating because I think that's why the millennial generation has such high anxiety in general, <laughs> because we know how to sift through a ton of information very quickly without having all the distractions like TikTok or Snapchat or, you know, Facebook and other social media th- platforms. And it's terrifying. <laughs> But it is, it is easy to get distracted, isn't it? My gosh, I, <laughs> I get distracted all the time because of something on social media or something on YouTube or, uh, you know, and it really is, it is the wave of the future. And, and I think that even older folks, they have the same, there are similar habits, right? I mean, they right. watch YouTube videos just like younger folks do. They, you know, they even play games just like, I mean, the gaming is for everybody, right? We talk about that all the time. So I don't know. I, I think that honestly, it's more important to be able to tap into specific niches because not even necessarily because of the the demographics around them, you know, because it's younger folks or, or whatever it might be. I think just because when you get into niches that have People who are into, I would say, genuine advertising. What I mean by that is something that comes from a like a genuine place where they're trying to do something creatively in, in the gaming space. That can go very well. I mean, we've seen what happens when it doesn't go so well, when it's a kind of half-baked approach, if you will. But when it comes to being able to spend some money to put together some content for a popular game like Fortnite or you know any other game, I think that if it's done in a way that's that's genuine, isn't way over the top, it can be seen in a good light even by, you know, anybody, anybody who's playing the game. So the one thing that I am a little concerned about is how is it going to affect gaming in general in the future? Because if we're seeing in-game advertisements like this, how's it going to stop McDonald's or Walmart from also advertising in games like Cyberpunk 2077, for instance? Sure. I mean, we see it all the time, especially in like the music video industry, I think is yeah. where I see it most prominently, you know, the product placement and the sponsored, you know, placement of, of products inside of music videos is just a perfect example. But we also we've seen it in gaming over the years. I mean, Hell KFC came out with a dating simulator. Oh, my God. I love you, Colonel Sanders. That was like yeah. hilarious to see on my so- Steam. So it's one of those things for me that, yeah, we're going to continue to see this. Not to mention, if you watch what Riot does for League of Legends and how they insert Honda, for example, uh, as banners in game that you can see. I mean, that's that's what we're going to start to see. We're going to see a lot more of that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I think, again, if it's presented in a way that's mostly unobtrusive and and or presented in a way that is incorporated into a game that's kind of cool. I think the reception at least is is going to be neutral from the community. And I don't know, we'll, we'll have to see kind of what, uh, if any, if there is any response from, you know, Biden-Harris campaign getting involved with Fortnite. But regardless, I, I agree with you. I do wonder what, what the end result is going to be moving in, into the future. What kind of sponsored content we're going to be getting inside games. I mean, there's already unskippable ads in the 2K, uh, NBA 2K series. So we're, we're already kind of walking down that path i think so we'll see it's incredible it's it's incredible to think that there's there's an ad that you can't skip in a game that you spent 60 dollars on yeah because i didn't know that i didn't know that there was a there was an unskippable ad in the 2k series yeah and the in the loading screens i believe for the latest game 2k21 <laughs> so i'm really excited to see the 
uh, the creative aspect of all of it because it's one thing to have a semi-intrusive non-skippable ad in a game that you paid for and then it's another thing to have a really neat island with limited time event quests and things that's mm-hmm. actually kind of cool if i still played Fortnite, i would be hyped about this so i'm gonna finish up with the story coming out of riot games we really didn't cover Valorant this week, so I got to cover Riot in some some way, shape, or form. Ruined King, a League of Legends story, is going to be dropping sometime early 2021. It is confirmed that it will launch on the Nintendo Switch, the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, and the Epic Game Store. And then I guess they're going to be hitting next-gen consoles a little bit later after that, so the PS5 and Xbox Series X or S, whatever flavor of Xbox you have that you're planning on buying. So what is this game? What what does all of this mean? Well, they released a trailer. It's less than a minute long. It's pretty fascinating, in my opinion, that this is the first sort of foray into a single player experience that Riot has, has gone down. It was always kind of the joke with Riot Games that they really should drop the S because they only make one game, which of course was League of Legends. That has turned out to be completely wiped away with the fact that they put together not only Legends of Runeterra, but also Teamfight Tactics, as well as something totally, completely off the wall and out of the League of Legends universe, which is Valorant, a game that we've obviously played a lot of. So now, Ruined King is going to be apparently a single-player turn-based RPG that is set I guess in the Shadow Isles region. That's kind of all we know. We've got a couple ideas as to who will appear from League of Legends, like champion-wise, you know, Misfortune, Braum, etc. But there's really no gameplay footage. There's there's nothing. We just don't know anything other than that as far as the game is, is concerned. Now, it is being developed as a part of Riot's new indie publishing label called Riot Forge. So... If you remember back the 10-year event, even before then, they had announced that they were going to be doing uh, some different kind of experiences inside the League of Legends universe. And this is certainly one of them. I think the, the interesting thing is that this is actually being developed by the same studio that did uh, Darksiders Genesis, I believe. Oh, gosh. Now I have to look it up. Son of a bitch. Yes. It is. Developed by Airship Syndicate, the team behind Darksiders Genesis. So there we go. We have a totally different developer working on a single-player experience in the League of Legends universe called Ruined King. And apparently we're going to be playing it early next year. I have no idea. This is so crazy, right? This is so crazy. If you had told me even five years ago, even, I don't even know, three years ago, two years ago, that Riot would have all of these different games going on and in development getting different studios involved, not to mention, obviously, they've been working on uh, a fighting game. They've been working on uh, another, I guess, single player experience with Riot Forge. So clearly they're, they're coming out with a bunch of new kind of gaming content. And I think it's good, right? I think it's fantastic. It's amazing that they've kind of branched out. So the real question for me is, Pinch, which uh, system are you getting this on? Are you getting this on Steam? Are you getting this on Switch? What, what are you doing with this one? So it really just depends on how the game plays. We have zero idea of what kind of game it is, right? If it's if it's like first person or third person or top down or whatever. I'm probably going to buy it on PC. Well, we and we know it's going to be you're right, single player turn-based RPG, that's it. That could mean so many different things. I never got a chance to play 
Darksiders Genesis. So I, you know, I have no idea what to expect if they're bringing anything from, you know, that experience to this experience. Who knows? (laughs) I, I personally really, really hope that it is going to be similar to Final Fantasy Tactics, because that was one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. The turn based strategy idea of basically playing chess with Final Fantasy characters was amazing. I wish that there was a newer version of that game. I constantly look for a game that has that can scratch that itch so if ruined king does that for me i will be so happy oh my goodness could you imagine a tactic style game for console too i mean and of course it can be done we've seen other tactic style games on console and pc but if they do a like oh my goodness i I could just imagine this right now if they really kind of nail that aesthetic and this is probably we're probably going way down the the rabbit hole here but if they could nail that and have like a Final Fantasy Tactics like experience, you know, with <laughs> kind of wrapped in this League of Legends package and it's Thinking a single of- player RPG, dude, come on. They, they could if, crush it. It would be amazing. And Riot is king now. I hate mm-hmm. to say it. I really mm-hmm. hate to say it because I, I was never a League of Legends fan, but now that they've exploded, they are crushing everything that they touch. It is, it, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Their expansion into so many different forays in gaming has been really kind of incredible to watch over the past year, and it's only going to continue to get that way, you know? So they're going to continue to grow this. They've got a lot of stuff going on over the next year, and we'll keep you posted. More exciting news. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap up episode five of keybinds and we always wrap it up the same way we talk about what we've been listening to what we've been watching and what we've been playing i guess uh, i'll go first what i've been listening to mostly metal to be totally honest with you listening to uh, the new thy art is murder uh, they had a new song come out it's quite good and then windrunner which is uh, i would say on the softer side of uh, the metal spectrum but uh, still very very good stuff so go check them out pinch what are you listening to right now uh, honestly, I haven't really changed my playlist from last week. I've been listening to the uh, the Boomer Club Bangers because we need to get that faith. We need to get that fist pumping going and uh, Eskimo Callboy because it's Eskimo Callboy, guys. <laughs> so good. Well, you, you were listening to Tragic Kingdom earlier, which we were joking was twenty five years old, and oh my gosh, we're we're that old. How is this possible? Holy yeah! Don't remind me. My back hurts. <laughs> hilarious sarah what are you listening to do you want my honest honest answer i've been listening to the political news channels on sirius xm yeah that makes sense yeah it's super Um, smart i mean the the election is this week by the time it's by the time this podcast is out it'll be voting will be over yeah yeah election day itself will be over yeah um otherwise like music wise i don't know i'm always listening to like bring me the horizon an oldie but a goodie that i just like came across recently like for the 18 millionth time was uh love bite so do i by hailstorm it is a an absolute classic in my opinion oh yeah i don't know digging some oliver tree he's got some new stuff out yeah that's about it wow did i just go canadian for a second 
All right. So as far as what I've been watching, I've been watching mostly YouTube. I really haven't been watching anything on like, Netflix. I haven't even really been watching The Boys, but I have been keeping up with Being the Elite on YouTube. Great, great channel. Of course, it's wrestling related. It's the uh, EVPs of AEW. So Matt and Nick Jackson, who run the channel, and it's all filmed by Brandon Cutler, who's a wrestler and cosplay guy and dungeon master and all sorts of stuff and they just they have ridiculous skits with wrestlers even if you're not into wrestling it's hilarious gotta check it out so yeah that's what i've been watching bench what have you been watching i'm sorry did you just say wrestler slash dungeon master can we just have like a bunch of wrestlers play D on a show of some sort i would pay to watch that because that sounds amazing dude look him up he's he's yeah. awesome like he he had a match where he dumped out a bunch of dice in the ring and then like power bombed somebody onto it. That's hilarious and sounds extremely painful. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, he when he comes out, he rolls a, a die. He rolls a die when he comes out. It's a giant yeah. custom D20. It's, yeah, it's huge. It weighs like five five pounds or something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. huge. It's it's amazing. That's awesome. Um but yeah. anyway, sorry. What I was watching, or what I have been watching this week, I was watching Truth Seekers on Amazon. It's a show with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, the guys from, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Basically, Nick Frost plays a Wi-Fi installer slash paranormal investigator, and they go around looking for ghosts and things, and it's hilarious. It's It's a really good show. What is that called? It's called Truth Seekers, and it's on Amazon. It's a, you know, a a sort of lighthearted comedy about the activities of a paranormal investigator. (laughs) I like it. That sounds awesome. Uh, And then, of course, like Mandalorian season two started. So Mm, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Get hyped. That's all I'm going to say. What about you, Sarah? What are you watching? I've been watching a lot of streams while I work, which is nice because I'm still working from home. Um. I've been watching Animal. She's my favorite Valorant streamer right now. Um, yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's really chill. You've talked about it, her in the past uh, outside of the the podcast, and I still haven't checked her out. I definitely need to do that at some point. Yeah, she is awesome. I, I actually like watching her channel, too. She's A, very good <laughs> at Valorant. B, she really doesn't get toxic, like doesn't get mad at her teammates. She just plays how you'd like your teammate to play with you. Uh, so I, I think that's that's a really that's a really good thing. Like her content is really good. So yeah, check it yeah. out. I've really tried to like start following her lead. It's hard to not get tilted sometimes when you're playing and she is just always so chill. It's it's kind of insane. Like I really don't <laughs> understand how she does it sometimes. I try to like, you know, she offers some advice. Just just chill. Just chill. It's just a game. It's not a big deal. Just play your hardest and it is what it is. That's awesome. That's really good advice. So I guess we we end with what have you been playing, Bishop? What have you been playing, my dude? Uh, so Slay the Spire, like a lot on my phone. I love Slay the Spire. Yeah, and it's good on the phone too. Just good game all around in general. Brilliant game. Play it. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's a card game. It's roguelike. This, you wouldn't think those things would necessarily match up. It's deck building. It's brilliant. Go play it. It's been out forever. Just do it. Uh, we also did play 
game of Counter-Strike with bots, which I thought was funny because I dragged Sarah into this because I, you know, she's been playing so much Valorant. I was like, we got to play a game of CSGO. We just have to do it. So, uh, so we did that. I might uh, dip my toe back in a little bit. We'll see. And then Phasmophobia, such a good game. So funny. They kind of conned me into playing it. And they, I mean, Sarah, <laughs> and Gabby and Joey. And, you know, it was awesome. It was a, it, it's a really good game. Really fun experience. Scary as hell. Really jump scare intensive. The sounds are really well done. Uh, hilarious. So check out Phasmophobia if you have not played it and you are looking for something scary. And you know I do not do scary games. Y'all know this. I talk about it all the time. I don't do scary games. <laughs> I can't even believe I played it. So, yeah. Well, like last week, the Devolver Digital games were all on sale. So I copped a bunch of them. Um, I picked up Enter the Gungeon and my friend Pedro and Ape Out. And I kind of did like a Devolver Digital stream and just played a bunch of their games. If you haven't played any of their games, I highly recommend Enter the Gungeon if you like roguelike bullet hell games. It's a lot of fun. My friend Pedro is a uh, platform shooter. So that one was really kind of cool. It has like this really cool, like time slowing mechanic. So that's, that's interesting and changes the dynamic of the game. Uh, and then of course, Valorant and Tarkov, like Joey has pulled me into Tarkov, like back into Tarkov so hard. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I don't know what I want to play more now. It's awesome. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. What about you, Sarah? What are you playing? Oh, Valorant, as usual. Um, playing Phasmophobia was very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, just call me trailer bitch, because I just sat in there and was like, hey guys, it's at 10. <laughs> yeah. You might want to get out of there. Good comms, though. Good comms are important. Yeah, I got the best comms. That's why I stay in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it was really scary. I don't mind, like, watching scary movies and stuff. I guess I just, like, it has to be a certain kind of scary for me. Like, I paranormal's okay. Creatures, not so much. I don't really like jump scares. I'm more of, like, a suspenseful person. Um, that's what I enjoy more so. So... Awesome. Well, we'll be back again next week. We'll have another episode. It'll be our post extra life podcast episode. And of course, join us this Saturday again for everything going down for extra life. We're going to be raising money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all over the country it's going on 24 hours on Saturday, November 7th. Do not miss out. El.trample.gg. Put that into the web browser of your choosing. and You will land on our page. You will see exactly what we've got going on. Streams all day long on trample.gg slash streams. Come play games with us. Come check it out. We're going to be doing Jackbox. Might even do a little Fall Guys. Who knows? There are going to be some fun party games going on. Maybe even Pummel Party. We're not sure yet. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a good time. We had a great time last year. So, like I said, again, come hang out. Join us. I'm definitely excited. We'll catch you back here next Wednesday. We'll have another podcast episode. Episode 6. What are we talking about? Who knows? Don't ask. We'll see you next week. Catch you Send later. Send us your suggestions. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Give us some topics to talk about, right? Absolutely. And, uh, of course, you can also drop that in Discord for us as well. 
discord.trample.gg. Join our Discord, join the community, hang out, play games. And of course, join us again this Saturday. We'll be in here all day. We'll be in Discord all day. So we'll see you then. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 Catch you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. No, don't say that. Stop. We'll catch you guys next week. Until next time. Oh, God, don't do that either. No. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. We'll catch you back here next week. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> JK, someone didn't fill up the fucking Brita.